This is the Rocket Bomb Ride Home Show, Episode 5. It is July 31st, 2007. We are downtown on Mass Avenue. We have just left the Old Point Tavern, which we went to to get chicken nachos. Delicious. And uh, drinks after seeing Interpol play with Kala Kala at play at the Murat Egyptian Room which is on Mass Ave in downtown Indianapolis Indianapolis and we are now going home and there seems to be some police obstruction ahead of us right now yes so we are going to hopefully not be arrested sleepy night of Tuesday in Indianapolis but we're here to review the show and the ride home the ride home show so, here we go. Once again, in true uh, Ride Home Show fashion, we missed the opening band, much to... Well, we saw the ending drone Seeger Rose part. We did see that. Which was interesting. It was good, but... Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Kala at all. They are a great, great band. Did. Great band. So I, I guess I can just drive around this police officer here. I think so. This is quite an obstruction. What do you say? Four cars? And it looks like there's three police cruisers mm. here. They're doing their uh, job, though. They, they are doing their job. But I just, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do because there's traffic coming mm. around. I guess. Well, I, I guess. I guess. For this guy move forward. But anyway. So we saw a bit of Cala. And I when I mean a bit, it, tr- it was truly a bit of Cala. So yeah. like the last of their what seemed to be epic closing song... Uh, it was doing, good, man? but not. I mean, I've heard the band before. I really like them. They're really good. Um, our friend Sean was at the show, who you might have heard uh, in our interview with the Prids. He helped us interview, interview the Prids. He loves Cala. He said they were fantastic. So if you do get a chance to see them, based on Sean's review, I would say go see him. Good band. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we've now gotten around the police obstruction. Uh, there was, I guess, some guy who, in the other lane, going really slow. I guess he wanted to watch what was going on. Rubbernecking, I believe they call it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so hopefully we'll make it home now. Mm. Uh, so yeah, after they played, we uh, we, we got to see Interpol. I believe we mingled for a little bit. We did though. mingle for a little bit. Uh, saw a lot of familiar faces out of the show. Um, uh, yeah, Rick. Rick Ziegler was there. From any CD and vinyl. The illustrious. The Skinner family was in full effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, John Zepps. Yeah, right? John, mm-hmm. John. So, sorry, DJ the, friends. Uh, would you consider him an impresario? Perhaps. I believe I believe that that would be the most fitting term for John Zepps. Is um, a, a punk rock impresario, of, but of, of vibes music. We mm-hmm. saw, we saw and both. countless uh, well-known bands. Sporting a mohawk, you know. Yeah, he is. Yes, you've heard it here first, or maybe last. Mm-hmm. That John Zeps has. He was looking. He was dressed to the nines too. I can't. Hey, sharp looking. Give the, give the man his his due. He look. He looked good. He's also my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, both professionally and residentially. Mm-hmm. Now that vibes music has moved, uh, there's actually a second location now. I guess it hasn't really moved. Uh, Vibes Music now located at 54th and the Monon Trail. There you uh, go, John. In Broderpool. Um, also still in Castleton, if you're living in the Indianapolis area and listening. Um, Give our friends a little sum there. Yeah, a little, yeah so a little, stop uh, by. The new store, I, I, I've, I've been in it briefly. Um, planning to actually stop by tomorrow to check out the, the new store now. It's open. Uh, but from what I saw 
previously, I mean, it's going to be a pretty amazing store, so check it out. Anyway, let's on move to on Inter to yeah, Interpol. After our mingling, we did see Interpol. I was pretty excited to see them. Uh, I just read a nice article about them in Spin. It was, again, very interesting just, you know, like to see the the uh, the biz work, you know. Got the band hyped, the new record hyped in yep. Spin. Saw it, wanted to come out, check out the show. Mm -hmm. Came out, checked out the show. So what'd you think? Pretty disappointed in uh, Indianapolis, really. Attendance, like, very lacking. Very lacking. Not, uh, no, really strange. Really strange. Yeah, I expected the place to be packed. I mean, let's let's face it. This uh, this is still a band with a fair amount of hype behind it. You know, Interpol, right. I mean, they're still garnering a lot of attention. For them to play here, albeit, you know, a few years later than the big, you know, blow-up of, of Interpol, it's still, I mean, you would think that the crowd would be extremely large if not sold out but it was not even I mean what would you say maybe three-fourths full of a very big room yeah and I mean, the weird thing too about just watching the show is it was like just a lot of people just standing there staring at the stage true uh, consuming the music um, and beer and, but then there was also you know there were there were like the, the, the really awesome fans like expanded to the crowd were dancing and rocking out I mean granted like you know, I've seen a lot of shows at the Murat Egyptian Room, and, and some of the, a lot of the ones uh -huh. I've seen there have been, you know, like metal shows. To be honest, and, and those crowds are always a lot different. It gives the room a whole different, different aura. Yeah, we we discussed this outside for a moment that there wasn't a really uh, a large amount of people uh, milling about or uh, really seeming to enjoy the evening as if right. it were an event. Isn't right. that what you said? Yeah, like it really didn't seem like an event. It just kind of seemed like just another show like it could have happened you know anywhere yeah. and I mean I don't know I mean maybe it's also just it might be the kind of the brand of music Interpol plays too it's like it's like it's somewhat morose so I mean it's no no surprise that the crowd was subdued but you would think that there'd be yes. a little more going on um it was just very was confused they almost seemed confused yeah, I didn't feel excited no no no, no no but uh, the band was good. They were tight. They were loud. Um, I did notice that uh, um, your phone is ringing off the hook, man. It is. It is. Um, Indeed. I, Probably I, plenty of people wanted to know how good the Interpol show is. They'll just have to tune in. Yes. Um, one of the things that I noticed kind of moving around the crowd, you know, like, um, the sound was weird. Like, just depending on where I was standing, sometimes I, just, I always heard a lot of guitar. But I was having a little bit of difficulty hearing bass. See, I, I didn't move up, and I, I thought that there was plenty of bass, but there, there was a, a lot of guitar being yeah. sent through those speakers. I was, it was definitely heavy on that. And the, it, the keyboards, while they were there, I mean, I think they could have bumped those up a bit. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't hear the keys as much as you know you might. Well, I mean, think the keyboards aren't really. I, I think the keyboards are really just there to kind of back up the sound. Mm -hmm. I don't know that mm -hmm. it's really. Mm -hmm. It's not really an integral part to their sound. Mm -hmm. uh, but the band did play uh, some songs from their new record, as well as... Some uh, classics, the, man. The, the hits from mm -hmm. the previous releases as well. Uh, Interpol is... Uh, this is their first record. I'm not really sure if it's out yet. I don't think it is, because I, went to, their I MySpace, think it's... went to their MySpace page earlier, and there were still banners up for pre-order. Uh, so. I think it dropped about three weeks ago, but Maybe it could be wrong. Maybe they need to update their MySpace yeah. page. Anyway, but uh, I haven't actually had a chance to listen to the new record. Um, but some of the stuff they played tonight, it was interesting because there was some stuff that was really 
interesting to listen to, but um, like not as hook driven uh, as some of the other stuff. And there was one yeah. song in particular they played that was just bad. Yeah, they played a few songs that I would say were lackluster for Interpol songs. And the one song you're talking about, and I hope it's not the single, was very bad. There's no other way to put it. It went nowhere. It was just kind of plodding along. I mean, the only place it went was like straight to a high school dance. Yeah, but it never changed. It was like a right, it was dance. like a funeral dance. I could totally they were dance for a funeral at a high school. I could totally see like you know like what like you know, like, like nervous, couples nervous dancing high school couples like dancing uh, if, that song. if there was a, maybe if there was a wake in the middle of the crowd it was boring it was like, and, and just kind of uh, these are all those songs where like you know yeah everybody it's funny because everybody knows uh, who Carlos D is from Interpol because he's like the the edgy the, somewhat the, uh, he's just the, like kind of the, the he's the star from the band you know like the, he's always in the, the Always in the magazines and all that shit. But anyway, he's the weird bass player. If you don't he's just, know, <laughs> it's just funny because it's one of the songs where you could sometimes tell, wearing jack boots. Yeah, you could tell when he's playing it. Like I don't know, it just seemed like he was overplaying it. Because well, he, he had such a simple part to play, he had no other option but to be <laughs> dramatic. To totally rock. Like if he, that bass line was like uh, amateurish at best. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, it was beyond simple. I mean, it's not his fault. It's how the song goes, but that was a very boring song. Um, Some of the other new stuff, because I, I could tell that it was from the new record, even though I really haven't heard the new record. I, I didn't recognize it from the last two records. I, I didn't think it was that good, but you could definitely tell that they were trying to do something different, Yeah, if that makes any sense. Our friend Annie pointed out that some of the guitar lines were very similar to Modest Mouse songs, and at times they were. It was strange. Uh, it had kind of the same choppy guitar tone. Didn't you think? Yeah, but it's got Isaac like, Brock styled uh, like choppiness. It's not like Isaac Brock invented that. Oh no, he didn't invent it. I'm just saying. It, I thought. So, that, okay, how about this? Some of the guitar parts sounded like the few good Modest Mouse. Okay, records. fair enough. I'll, I'll meet you there because I thought the last two Modest Mouse records kind of stunk. Like, but the funny thing though is the the songs that I think that you don't like on the Modest Mouse records are just ones I do. Well, that's true. I'm a, so, I'm a well, sucker, that's good. I'm a sucker for a hook and. That's good. You're, you're getting a review from people on two polar opposite ends of what they like. That's fine. Um, so, the, Classics came out. They yeah. played They played several off the first record. And, hey, there's no denying how good that record is. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's kind of really, sucks that they have to live up to that record, but God, what a good record. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a good band and, and good to watch and, and good to listen to. I should say good to listen to, but... I just, I don't know, they weren't, maybe well, it's just because I've seen a lot of bands, I've seen a lot of bands that are super energetic, but like, I, I cannot remember his name, but the guitar player that is not the singer, he was moving around a lot in rock. He was, but, yeah. You know, it's just like some of the other guys, it's just, the band seemed bored at, on occasion, which may be because the crowds. Yeah, so, I and, agree and with I, you. I mean, I've not, pl- I have played the Murat Egyptian but not to a crowd of anyone. No, it was probably... So. If this was a small crowd for the Marat, we played a, uh, a miniature, minute, smallest crowd ever there. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that when you're playing in a band, like you really do feed off the crowd. and It's like, 
you know, it's just, it seemed to me the crowd was just weird. Like, there was, like, the few people in the front row, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going absolutely ridiculously crazy and, like, and then, almost to the point of what the hell is wrong with you. And then everybody else milling about and, and kind of looking kind like, of standing there looking yeah, boring. this is, this is Interpol, I'm here. And I'm sure that the, the band has played shows that were much bigger with crowds that were much more interactive or maybe I don't sure know. yeah I mean it, we've talked about this before you're gonna get more out of the band the more energetic you are there's just that being in a band you know that seeing bands you know that that's just how it is they you feed off the crowd they feed off the crowd and if it's gonna be really kind of you know subdued you're just not gonna get the level of energy you get in another place I think maybe for this band too it's kind of hard to be playing smaller cities and they been pampered maybe on big cities, big turnouts, people going crazy, and what they do they think is fine. Right. But you know, you need well, a little bit more energy. You know, you, you yeah. need to put a little bit more in it. But it's not their fault either. Well, I read it, and, and not to say they weren't entirely energetic. I mean, um, you know, like the guitar player and the bass player were rocking out. Mm-hmm. It just, you can kind of tell. I don't know. Like, it's just like you can tell when, you know, the bass player's playing and then when his part is over, he, like, immediately turns around and goes to get a drink of his beer from his bass amp. Mm-hmm. Or when the set is over and you go back, you know, backstage to pretend like the crowd is cheering out for an encore, you, when you, like, leave the stage before, like, the guitar player is done with the guitar part, like, it just, it seems pretty obvious that you're bored. Yeah, and then there's the weird, are they going to have a... Yeah, encore, but then just, they have two. They have a drum tech and a guitar tech out there, obviously tuning everything. So you're like, oh well, I guess we don't need to cheer since they're definitely coming right. back out. Well, no know? one, uh, no one ever cheers for encore anymore. It sucks. Well, that's true. It's like if the lights don't come on, you know they're coming back out. So why even bother? Can't they just fool you a bit? Can't they turn the lights on and then you go to leave and maybe you know? Yeah, I mean, they just I shut just, the lights just, off like quickly and you go, oh man, look, an encore. We we earned an encore. Now it's yeah. just kind of like. Of course they're going to come back out. Right. It's just... Uh, that, I don't know. It kind of sucks. So they did play some old songs, and the encore was good. They played three songs, and I believe they played uh, NYC from the first record, yeah. which is a fantastic song. And they did play a few songs off of the, the second record, which is a... I think that's a good record, too. Yeah. It's great. I don't really know what to think of this new of the new stuff, but, I mean, I guess you can't stay, you know, with right. what you have. They know that they've got to change the sound up a bit. I mean, that's the mark of a good band to at least keep going to different realms. Right. But what, what would you say overall? Were you impressed? Yeah, it was a good show. I think, like we said before, this is, uh, this new record is Interpol's first record on Capitol Records. Uh, mm-hmm. They've moved on from Matador. And uh, we hear stories all the time about bands being dropped from major labels and things. And I just, I wonder sometimes, this, this is total speculation. I just made this up. Or actually, I made it up earlier, but that, like, oh, yeah, I need to take you home. Yeah. yeah See, <laughs> Brian has arrived at his house, but he's actually got to still drop me off. Yeah, so, so the show's hey, not over quite yet, because... You know, you get a little bit more time as we head over to my house. I'm an idiot. Sorry. But, you know, I was wondering where you were going. Well, Antonio does live right down the street from my I house. I do, and so... I was running my mouth and turned on instinct. It's understandable. Anyway, um... So it's their first. All right, so, so well, the first I was, record I was, on spe- I was spe- speculating that. I mean, there's. I don't know how much touring affects uh, record sales, or mm. if there's some sort of weird magic formula that major labels use that is complete BS. But 
it seems to me that, you know, in order for a band to survive on a major label, it seems to me that, like, the Midwest is, like, a good proving ground I for a band's potential to stay on a major label. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just kind of like, you know, headlining tour, Midwest, and just the, you know, the... But whose fault the is it? crowd wasn't packing, packed in. Well, whose fault is it? Are they? I mean, they could still be a huge band everywhere else. Is it Indianapolis's fault? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the ticket price was too high. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know because unfortunately, I don't listen to any real radio, so I don't know if the band's really getting any radio play. I don't ever go to record stores anymore, so I, I think do, but I think that they. It's not like I used to. I think that they're just moving into a different phase. I mean, if you notice, like you were saying, the art's different. The sound is different. See, I think thing, maybe that's thing, part of is, staying staying alive in the major uh, record see, but business I don't know, world, you know? I don't know? But I don't know, like, the thing that I worry, I would worry about is that, so the new record's a little more artsy, and they're trying sure. a little harder, trying a little, little different stuff, but it's like, man, like, it seems to me like, especially at least in the Midwest, like, people just like to rock. They do, and, and I think... like to, to like, in... I think going to a show is, a, and especially a show at a big arena, is a real event for people. Right. Uh, more so than I think in big, bigger cities like Chicago, New York, San Francisco, where you go to a show, you go see the show, and then you go out with your friends afterwards and stuff, and it's more of like a night and things. I think that going to a show in the Midwest is a really big deal, like like a like a big deal. Like you go and you hang out and you're really into it, and it was lacking. You know, we've been to a few big events. And, and reviewed them, but bigger metal bands and rock bands, and it's people really come out, and I think that they take most of the day to really enjoy going to the show and having a right. good time. And it was well, just it not like, the same. It was the art, kind of the artsy young crowd showed up to the show. It was a really short show. You know, there's a lot of things involved in it. I, I don't necessarily think any of these are Interpol's, um, you know, well, problems it's just, it's just or faults. It's, it's inter- just different. It's interesting because I saw like Sigur Rós at mm-hmm, the Mirat mm-hmm. and like there were, maybe there weren't, but it seemed like there were a lot more people there mm-hmm. than were at the show and that band is like way more arty. Than- True, but they they also have that kind of how can I say it? They, they appeal to a lot more people than just a, Younger a, a dark, yeah, dark rock group from New York City that kind of right. wears that on their sleeves too. You know, Sigur right. Rose kind of is this ethereal, almost new agey sounding band that appeals to people from their teens to their, you know, forties, yeah. if not older. It's very right. easy to get into. I mean, it wouldn't be a stretch if somebody owned an Enya C D and heard a Sigur Rose track, they would love it. You know, you have that that playing. But then, you know, you, you listen to Interpol and it's very dark, it very much in the New York City vein of Lou Reed and things that have come before that, you right. know. So you, it's for a younger crowd. And I don't think that people really know what to do in such a, you know, I mean, right. you can't say any of those songs are really uplifting. Yeah. Certainly not, you know. I just wonder, like, kind of some of the conversations we've had with people in bands lately. Like, we interviewed Sam from The Bravery the other day. Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about, you know, like, kind of his opinion on major labels. Mm-hmm. How, like, things need to be things for a label to make money things have to be such a big hit hit across the board with everyone yeah he, I think he used the term ginormous he did use the term ginormous and I just wonder like it, it, you know if you apply that rule to a band like Interpol which I think is actually a bigger band than his band mm-hmm. it's like 
you know, so there are bands out headlining this tour and they're playing this, you know, it's like, do you really think that in, you know, five or ten years, Interpol's going to be headlining something at a place as big as, like, you know, an outdoor arena like Verizon World? I don't know. It's a good I, question. I doubt it. But if you would ask the me that. can, but, like, I mean. Would you, I, would you, I could have asked the same question or been asked the same question about Modest Mouse, uh, you know, five right. or six well, years ago, true. and I would have said, no, I don't see Modest Mouse being like that. And then all of a sudden, they're a hit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could but tell. But I would even argue the longevity of that band. I mean, I listened to that's their, true their too. new record the other day, and I was like, I don't understand why. I mean, I don't see why people who aren't really into music would be into this band. And it's like, we saw Modest Mouse after, um, you know, the, 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 the big break record that just came out, the last record, I forget what it's called. Well, there's yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like, I mean, you were at that show. It was like nobody gave a shit until they played "Float On," and then everybody went ape shit, and then everybody went back to drinking. That's true. And I mean, I I don't know, like, well, I mean, I think that the, how do you how how do you determine the longevity of a band, and how do you guess I don't who think will that those be, bands are going to be? Like, I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago about if if you remember when Beck came out, and this is I know it's a stretch, and it might you know age me a bit, but you know when. When Beck came out, did you expect Beck to have the career that he ha- that he true. had? And, really and honestly, true. if you had asked me when Loser came out, I would have said this guy is a flash in the pan. He he, he will that's never well, the continue. Thing is, though, what's and interesting he's parlayed into a career that's gone on for yeah. you know well over a decade now or more. Well, what's interesting to me is that there are bands and good. There are bands that like. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who's not into music? And yes, they they, they they refer to a band that you know well and good has had a very good career and is still a relevant band but that person in their mind that band is a one hit wonder band because they only heard that one song well it's true we're music fans we follow like, bands more good, so than most yeah. people I mean I very, think people only care about what's on the radio right a very good example of that is like a classic example is like uh, the band Not A Surf sure they around forever they put on a lot of records a lot of good records sure and like people like a lot of people who the you know the buying public just remembers that song popular and as far as they're concerned that band is they don't know what they're one hit wonder they're done and the it's truth a fickle is, is business that, man the truth is, is that band's been around for forever you know they're still playing they're, they're actually playing here yeah it's a fickle business it's amazing you know I think people have very short attention spans right. and I think we're getting into an age of even shorter attention spans right. and rightfully so with the amount of technology that exists now I mean how long can you be, you know? Right. I mean, you're bombarded by everything. Media, music. Podcasts. Podcasts like this, like one, this one, yes. Bullshit in a car. But, I mean, I hope Interpol has a long, a long career. You know, I mean, I, I kind of dismissed them at first when I first heard them as being, you know, some Joy Division-sounding band. But, I mean, they've already exceeded what I thought that they would yeah, have. I mean, it, you could tell that the, that the tour and the stage set up tonight was... They were definitely... There was a margin of budget and a margin of, you know, expense that they did not want to exceed. And maybe yeah. that's really smart on their behalf. The stage yeah. setup was simple. They brought one band with them. And if that's the way they're going to tour, then I'd say, hey, you know, they will be around for yeah. a long time. That's a smart business ethic. And I will say that their band is a hell of a lot more successful than uh, any band I've ever heard. And I enjoyed a lot of the songs <laughs> I heard tonight. And I especially right. enjoyed hearing some of those older songs, even though I'm sure they don't, don't like to play them and like to move on. But, God, that's one good record, that first one, that first in a pull record. It's fantastic. Are you, so, are you ready to store scene cred points? I am. We really wish that Greg Judy was there, though. Yes, we do. We we 
We lament. We <laughs> lament that Greg doesn't play in Interpol anymore. Years and years down the road, we're still saying it. It'd be fantastic if we could have run into our friend. If only but because we could be like. The next time you need an opening band. Next time you come into town. The next time you see <laughs> Hot Cross, remind him of the fact that he was in Interpol. Yeah. I'm sure he'll love that. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that he'll punch you in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know Greg, so what the hell am I talking? About? Well, it's still <laughs> I've pretty. Emailed him, it's still. I've, I've I have I have correspondence. Okay. With Greg, but well, Greg, you're better off in Hot Cross. So with that. This has been the Ride Home Show, episode five, with Brian and Antonio after the Interpol show. And we're gonna—I'm gonna go. I gotta See go ya. work.